This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, unholstered. Welcome back. Hopefully you are enjoying your weekend. You are enjoying the summer because, yes, it is officially summer. This is Unholstered, and we're talking a lot about the summer on today's program. But if this is your first time ever tuning in, uh, we've been doing this show now for almost two years. Uh, but my name is Kayla Blakesley. I'm just one of your hosts, and this is the show all about sharing and telling the stories that just don't often get told when it comes to law enforcement. And I do it alongside you, Sophia. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia rosales Katina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department and the other co-host of the show. Yes, so, you welcome. are the other host of this program. Sometimes uh, people just think you're, you're, you know, you're my weekly guest, if you will, <laughs> sharing the side of law enforcement. But no, yes. no, no. Sophia is always in the hot seat with me. In fact, this program, Sophia, would not even exist without you. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you say hot seat because that sometimes that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. I do put you on the spot a lot of times. Um, but I feel like today I shouldn't be putting you on the, the spot too much. As I mentioned, we are officially in the throes of the summer. And with that, I know that the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I'm sure many police departments across the country for that matter, get really, really busy. But I, what I don't know is if most people realize, you know, all of the summer programs that you have, what's great about you and the Fort Wayne Police Department, y'all are really active on social media, which I think is great. You really kind of go in above and beyond with your community relations and updating neighborhoods and residents and just, you know, everyone around around Fort Wayne of what's going on. But I, I took one quick peek at your social media recently and I'm like, wow, they, they've got a ton of stuff going on. So how do you manage, first of all, all of the programs that you do throughout the summer? I never sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, there's manage, a lot going seriously. on. Um, and then couple that with, you know, your home life and your own responsibilities or your own family. So it's, it's a lot. Well, you um, did. As soon as you walked in here, I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And you go, well, I'm just waiting to get caught up on life. I mean, that was like the first thing you said to me. Yeah, today. it's 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 a lot. And but, you know, I love it. It's a passion. Um, so it, it, for me, it's not work. It's just something I do. Um, so we have a lot of things going on, um, especially in the summer, because we have summer programming and we work really closely with the Boys and Girls Club here locally. Um, we're always in the club. We have a lot of things going on all throughout the year, but especially in the summer, because um, our SROs are out of out of the classroom. And while they do go back to the street and do pick up street duty, they do help us a lot with our uh, programming that we do during the summer. And then we just have a lot of things that we just do every year. So, for instance, we just um, in June had kicked off badges and baseball that will. Okay, I saw the pictures from <laughs> yeah. that. That looks really awesome. What is that? So it's a program that we do with the World Baseball Academy through the Boys and Girls Club. The Boys and Girls Club brings two groups of kids. Um, one is under fifth grade and the other is fifth and sixth grade. So we have a group of kids probably from third to fifth grade, judging by the size of them. And how they're just the sweetest little kids. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Um, but we had a lot of fun, and we do every Tuesday and Wednesday morning, we meet with these kids, and we talk about things, we play baseball, and they just learn. There's several coaches that are out there, they're uh, youth, probably late teens, maybe early 20 coaches, and then there's a, a lead coach who looks to be a little bit older. Um, but they teach them fundamentals of baseball. Some of these kids have never thrown a ball or caught a ball or hit a, hit with a bat or even know about base running. So they take the kids out. We kind of help them. We play catch. We uh, I didn't bat, um, but I played catch with a little girl. <laughs> I, I leave them to the bat because they think that's the most fun. Um, and it is. But, you know, it's like I was out there yesterday or a couple days ago and... 
it's like hurting a bunch of cats because they're yeah. just running around everywhere, just they're having just fun. To be there, yeah, yeah, they're just so excited. And um, Tinsley was out, and they, of course, the dog was the big distraction. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and this is what we want. We want those interactions with kids. We want them to see that you know, don't be afraid to come up to us because it's it's not something, we're not something they should be fearful of. I'm curious, do you guys, so you're obviously outside, you're in the heat. Oh, it's it, hot. Yeah, I'm sure it's always <laughs> hot. Are you still wearing, like, your, are you in civilian clothes or are you in full uniform? We're in full uniform and some, it depends on where you're working. So some people wear like polo and a BDUs. Um, I, I would, when I do these programming with the kids, I always like to wear my full uniform just so they see that they get well, acclimated and so to that's that. that's what I was going to say and that's kind of why I asked. I almost feel like like it's so important that you wear the full uniform because again this goes back to you know you don't want kiddos to be afraid of you 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 want them to feel like they can approach you and I mean it's very different and you know I've said this multiple times <laughs> when you all come in here and y'all are suited up and you got your vest on and you've got your your firearm on your hip I mean it's it's a lot more um can be a lot more intimidating than when I see Sophia in her civilian clothes. Yeah. But what's really nice is when the kids recognize you so, because you've been involved with them so much, they recognize you in and out of uniform. That's the the goal. Shoot, I still don't recognize you out of uniform (laughs) sometimes. You come in here with your hair straight and your polo on. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, but it's really, it's important to us. And and we have a lot of officers that donate their time to go. Some come before work. Some are just leaving work and going home. Um, So it's just a different, a bunch of different officers throughout this program and it runs um, almost a month um, with the Boys and Girls Club and the World Baseball Academy. So we're really happy with with that um, that program and that's been, I think this is our third year doing that. Um, throughout the summer then we, uh, again with the Boys and Girls Club, uh, we have a youth-led dialogue. So that's, okay. <laughs> that's where we take a group of um, mostly like middle school to early high school teens and we um, get them in a group and officers go in and they get to ask us questions. So we don't get to ask them questions at all. They just write their question on a piece of paper. And sometimes they'll put like a gender and an age. Um, I think this year we just had them put an age to the question and we don't know who said it. They can they can tell us if they want. So, um, so okay, so they get this little piece of paper, they write their question, <clears throat> they can put name, age, gender if they want to, but yeah. they don't necessarily have to. And then what, nope. you throw in like a big bucket or a hat or something? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then we go through, select the question, we answer questions. And some of these questions are really tough. You know, they talk about their family life. They talk about, you know, why do you arrest people? Why do you hurt people? Or, you know, just questions that they, that in their head, they think that this is what policing is. And then we kind of go through those and walk them through. It's like, what actually happened? What did you see? And then we try to explain if we can. A lot of these kids come from homes where, where, where they've had a lot of police interaction. Um, And I'll remember, you know, people probably know that my, my daughter's adopted. Um, and I remember her telling me this fundamentally changed the way I looked at my job, the way I relate to people. Um, she said, because uh, I always thought when I would go to these houses that I, I was helping, mm-hmm. right? Kids don't see it that way. Because when you're, she said, when, peop- when the police came to my home, either my parents got arrested or we got taken. So that's their, that's where they that's are. Their perception. When yeah. they see me. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah. that's the reality. And so they don't see that I do so many other things. And it's that was really hard for me to hear. But it really helped me in my view of how now I think people see me, especially children. Mm-hmm. So we really it's almost try. kind of heartbreaking. It is it? heartbreaking. It yeah. That that was her experience. But but that's the experience of a lot of kids. So we've got to change that narrative in their eyes and say, OK, that 
that doesn't make your parent bad, doesn't make me bad. It's just that this is a mistake that happened that your parents made. The problem is, is that, you know, we don't want repetitive behavior. So mm-hmm. everybody makes a mistake. Does that make someone bad? Absolutely not. You know, we can make mistakes and we can pick ourselves back up and we can go forward with the repeated mistakes. And here is why we have to do that. This is a really, really cool program to me, this this youth dialogue. How does this work? How are these kids selected? How are they brought to where you guys are? How does this work? The boys and they're all kids from the Boys and Girls Club. Um, and the Boys and Girls Club selects the kids. Okay. We have nothing in it. They pick the groups, and we just go in and talk. And sometimes they're little, and sometimes they're older kids. This year we're a little on the older kids, but we've had younger kids in the past. And, you know, their questions are a lot more like, simple. Did you shoot? Have you ever shot yes, anybody? have you ever shot anybody? Sure that's the number one question. <laughs> what kind of gun do you have? Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> do you like your taser? Yeah. So, I mean, those are like the simple questions. But, but with, as they get older, we get into the harder questions, which I am always happy to engage those kind of questions especially with our youth do you recall one ever stumping you or where you got one and you're like huh I, I, I don't know how to answer that one um you know some of these questions when they're talking about personal stuff kind of stump you because you know we I, I can't answer their personal question because mm-hmm. I don't know the circumstances of what happened so sometimes you know you kind of have to just sit here and wait and think about how you're going to answer that um, in a way that someone can understand that might not know a lot of legal terms Mm -hmm. or you know you have to and I don't want to say dumb it down because these kids are not dumb at all they're they're very smart and they're very intuitive Um, but you have to present it in a way that not only that person understands but the whole group yeah you don't know what you don't know and legal jargon is not something that I don't know that either I would need you to quote you know spell it out for me as well yeah and that's why a lot of times I don't like to talk in legal jargon I I, I I mom speak is what I call it Mm -hmm. um, because I want to make sure that everyone's understanding what I say even if you don't have you know um, kind of a vocabulary that's extensive or something yeah. like that. So how how often do you all go in for these youth dialogues? That's every week. Oh, that's the every summer. week yeah. through the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're getting pegged with them every week. Yeah, oh, every you, week. And so they're... you need to share with us like, some of the questions. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll pull some of them and, and yeah. share with the, with you what they are. Pull the good ones. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, certainly other people, adults might have similar questions. Yeah, they, they might. Um, yeah. Uh, so some of them are really cute. Um, you know, a lot of them, we, it was Tinsley Day yesterday. Um, so they got to he- ask questions all about the dog, and he was in there, and oh my gosh, they were just giggling I'm and sure laughing. I'm sure Tinsley's a hit. And, oh yeah, yeah, he did tricks. He showed all the tricks he's learned, and um, so he was really, really good and, uh, and very entertaining for the kids. It lasted a whole hour of, of questions and answers. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just so from a dog. The youth dialogue. You also team up with the World Baseball Academy. Yeah. What other programs do you have? We also run a youth uh, camp. Um, and basically, you we do. Yeah, we do. It's for a whole day. It's through the Y. Um, this year, we're holding it at Renaissance. We used to do several of them through the summer, but man, they're a lot to put together. And it, and everybody's so shorthanded of the groups we call on to come to this. So we decided to just do one, and we're going to have all the Ys bring their kids to the Renaissance. Y. Oh, that's a great idea. And again, all of these, your officers, <laughs> y'all are volunteering your time for this, right? We are. Some people are on duty and can slip out, like our SROs, um, mm-hmm. because they're not part of minimum count um, so we do pull them for that but we have a lot of people that step up from our emergency services team for all the um, other teams that we have that do come out um, and share with the kids so it's an all-day thing so they come in in the morning and we do morning classroom stuff with them so we do fingerprinting and all this kind of police stuff uh, we uh, we have a group that comes in an insurance group that comes in and they do a photograph a digital photograph 
uh, for them for their parents so they have an updated photograph if they don't oh, have nice. one. Um, they get the height and weights and stuff in case something happened to the child. And then we go and um, in the afternoon they have lunch there at the Y. In the afternoon we bring in a bunch of equipment. So it's not just us. We we do invite the fire department. We invite TRA. Um, so they all come out and we just show them what the equipment is. They get to put stuff on. They get to write, write on the cot in the ambulance. They get to do all sorts of fun stuff and just learn from the people doing those jobs. Because what we're really doing here is we're while we're making this a really educational function functionality part of their day, but really we want to open up careers for them because these are our future firefighters, police officers, medics. And it's important that kids see people like them in positions mm -hmm. so they know it's attainable for them. Right. Right. So if we always see our our certain people in certain jobs and other kids don't really see themselves in that. So I think yeah. So I think it's real important that we have a very diverse group of people there and we do. Um, and because policing might not be for everyone. OK, but you might want to help still help people. So maybe firefighting or being a, a paramedic might be more up your alley. So they get to talk to people one on one, see what they do, hear all about their jobs and then have fun with the equipment. That is amazing. So when is this camp? How can so people get involved? That's in July and your kids have to be signed up in the Y day camps. Okay. Um, and you should probably be getting a letter if not you if you haven't already, if not soon about this camp. And it, it does always fill up fast. Well, I was just going to ask you that because you said this year it's yeah. a little bit different where all the Ys are, are they're all joining at the Renaissance right. there. Right. They're all coming to you. Is there a limited number of slots for that? That's something the Y will decide. I see. Okay. Um, and then they will figure all those logistical things out and we just kind of show up. So will you so. be, you will be one of those officers there? I will be at the camp, yes. That is so, yeah. do you, I mean, do you enjoy all of that? I do. I enjoy the kids because they're just so fun. Um, and they're just full of questions. And a lot of times after these camps, we've done panel discussions where they could just get to ask us whatever they want to ask us. And they can ask us whatever and we'll answer. Yeah. Um, so the, the, I always like doing that because the kids come up with the best questions. And they're really like, huh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so kids just see things differently than adults. Man, and I felt that way cool. after taking your procedural justice course not <laughs> yeah. too long ago. Some yeah, of the questions that we got to ask mm -hmm. and... I mean, again, through a, through a kid, that was through my eyes. I'm 34 years old, you know, and I learned a lot, let alone through a kid's eyes, kind of having that a similar experience. I know they're not exactly the same. Yeah, I but they through, like but... get to ask all about the equipment yeah. and, and things like that. If they did, we're too afraid to ask. Sometimes, you know, they're more familiar with the SROs because a lot of these kids are in the schools that the SROs are in. Yeah. So they already have those relationships with them. So they're very comfortable asking questions of someone they know. So when they see their SRO on that panel, they'll go straight to them like, hey. So you've got this? that going in July. You've got these youth dialogues every week with the Boys and Girls Club, the yes. World Baseball Academy. Yes. Any other ones? Yeah. Our summer will wrap up um, with a, a program that we just brought back to this community that we hadn't had in a very long time. It's called National Night Out. This is a national program. Um, most communities do them. We hadn't done it for probably 28 years. And we're bringing it back. We brought it back last year. It was down at uh, Fryman Square, and it will be down at Fryman Square again. It's August 1st, Tuesday night. It'll be 5.30 to 7.30, so it'll be two hours. Where you can come down, You, we will have all our equipment. There will be lots of officers down there. There will be um, a backpack giveaway again this year. We did that last year. We ran out of, ran out of backpacks very quickly, I think, within the first 30 minutes. Wow. Um, so... 
our sponsors, I believe this year, Target is coming back with additional backpacks. Um, they were a big sponsor for us last year. Um, and um, Walmart was an another big sponsor for us last year, providing school supplies. So what we did last year, and I'm looking, we're probably gonna do the same this year, is we have, we'll have community resource tables because we know there's a lot of people in this community who need help with yeah. certain things. So we invite like resources like Allen County Connect, we'll have our victims assistance down there. We'll have um, some school resources down there if you're having issues with schools, those kinds of things. There was also some community fun things like kids boxing. They were they were invited. The Parkview Fieldhouse was down there last year. So just what things in the community, event. and you, people can just come down. They can talk to all these, and and when you, you go to every table, you get a um, you get a school supply at every table. So and you have to engage the table to get the supply. Yeah, that way you know that people are going and getting the information that they may need. And also receiving the school like supply. Like a ruler, notebooks, yep. pens, pencils, yep. things like that. And each station had a different school supply. Um, so this year we may just put it all in the backpack and put it at the end, but they have to get a punch card through the whole thing. Gotcha. Well, but we don't know what we're doing this year. We'll, we'll change it up a little bit. I know it's a national thing, but do you ever get local sponsors for that to help with all the supplies? Uh, well, that's who the local targets here and the local okay, Walmart gotcha. are the ones that have, have supplied us with, with the materials. So it's been really good. And, you know, we have like recovery services down there. We have our heart team that's down there. So these are all things that are, you know, happening in our community. And if people don't know about it, we want them to know about it. So Well, and that's just it. A, I think we need to reshare this coming up because, as you said, August 1st, yes, right? August 1st. We'll probably talk about it again. Sure. Yeah, we, we definitely need to talk about it again. But that's the other thing, too, kind of what I said at the beginning about people just following you on social media in general. Y'all are very very active on social i know you have a big part i do have a big the, part yeah that, and yeah. It's, it becomes overwhelming and there's usually just two of us doing it we're doing that and imagine setting up all these events and imagine then i still have to be head of the southeast quadrant so i've got a lot on my plate and social media kind of takes it back yeah <laughs> you know takes the back burner for me at times and but i don't i love doing it i love all those funny posts i get to make i get to use my <laughs> sense of humor which i don't often get to use in policing but um, i do get to use it on social media occasionally and that's that's really fun um and we we can't post everything we do a lot of stuff we don't post it um just because i, I can't get to it yeah yeah well i would encourage people to go follow your facebook page what is your handle uh fort wayne police department fort wayne police department that way you can kind of be in the know especially throughout the summer with all of these things coming up or if you take your kid to the Y or your kid is involved with the Boys and Girls Club, you can kind of be in the know yeah. of some of these things that are happening. Yeah. And I will say, because people do get concerned, when I post pictures of kids, I always ask permission before oh, yeah. I do How that. How does that work? Do you have to sign the release for that? <clears throat> you or? don't have to. Uh, I just normally get a verbal okay. from the parent. I'm like, hey, can I share this? On? So if they say no, I take the picture out of my queue immediately just so I don't make the mistake of posting it later. Now, all our Boys and Girls Clubs, they all have releases signed. If we're in the schools, the releases are signed. So we know which kid. Um, can and cannot be photographed. So, and if they can't be, sometimes I'll go in and blur their I face see. if it's a larger group. Um, because, you know, privacy is very important. And mm -hmm. I, I was a foster parent, so I know that some foster parent, foster kids cannot be photographed. And I, so I'm really aware of that. And I've made my team aware of that as well. So we're very cautious about that. Who do you have? This might be a really silly question. I mean, around here where I work at Federated Media, we have an events coordinator. We They're called our promotions director. They handle all of our events for us for all of the stations that we have here. Oh, wow. Do you have someone like that that's handling like, hey, this year we are going to do this this national event and bring it back? Like who 
Who does all that? Who coordinates all that? <laughs> that is myself, uh, really, Deputy you do Chief that McKinney, too. and Officer Lisa Woods. Yeah, we're the three that handle all our events. So if if, if an organization was like, hey, I, I want to team up with you guys, or, or here's an option to team up and do this for the kids this summer, or something like that, you're the person. You're I'm, the gal. I am the go-to, yeah. I'll get the ball rolling, and I'll get it out to where it needs to be. Um, you know, throughout the summer, too, we also have Coffee with a Cop. McDonald's has been a great sponsor yeah, for Yeah, how us does that work? That. I mean, I know what that is, but our listeners might not know what that is. <clears throat> yeah, so we just kind of team up with anybody who wants it. But right now, it's primarily been McDonald's because they've coordinated us through the whole year. So we have dates set up for the entire year. Um, but they've asked us to come back. This was a big thing pre-COVID. It kind of got yeah, fizzled out yeah. during COVID, but they wanted to bring it back. So we, they brought it back. And we were in, it was in November, I think our first outing was in New, the New Haven McDonald's. And because New Haven butts up so closely to our Southeast Quadrant, our officers did go to that one as well. It was very engaging. Allen County goes, state police go, and we just all have representation. And people can come in and McDonald's will give you a free coffee. If you bring your child in, they'll give them a free cookie. And we'll just have a conversation of whatever you want to talk about. And Do a know, lot of people turn out for these? You know, it's been hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but the New Haven one was packed. It, we did it on a sun, on a Saturday morning. So they had, you know, they, yeah. their normals that go in there and it, 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 the whole place was packed. So that was really engaging. We're trying it in the evening now. It's not as good. I, I feel it's not as good as in the morning. Well, coffee with the cop. I mean, I don't know. I think morning too immediately when I'm thinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. So they wanted to try in the afternoon and, you know, we'll do whatever. Um, but we do have people that show up to those and we'll, we'll engage them. We'll talk to them. We have, we have a lot of fun sometimes and the kids that come in are, there's a lot of fun. So we post, um, when we're done with those, I think the next one's in September. Yeah. How often do you do them? Um, usually they're four or five times a year with McDonald's, um, but yeah. if someone, you know, if someone Duncan's else, listening right now. Yeah, if someone else yeah. wanted to have us, you know, just let me know. Um, you can go through our fwpd.org and you can schedule an officer. Just put, hey, I'm interested in coffee with a cop. And here's my location, my business. And I'll see what I can do. I can't promise anything, right. but I'll see what I can do. And generally, we can make most things work. And for folks listening, again, if they wanted to find out when your next Coffee with a Cop is, again, your social media, probably the best resource for that? That is. That's where we primarily post everything. We'll have National Night Out um, social uh, things come up uh, throughout July, just as reminders. And uh, um, anything that's open to the general public like that, we'll post if I remember. <laughs> yeah, post. I'm like, no wonder you're over, you come in today and you're like, oh, just I'm woof, exhausted. there's so much going on. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Well, and then don't you have a graduating class? We do. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was like, I don't want to forget that. Um, yeah, next week on Thursday night, we graduate oh our, our new pl class of officers. How so many you got this year? I believe we have 22 graduating That's great. Um, this year. And I'm super excited um, because there's some kids in there that I can't wait to see out on the street. And uh, I can say kids because I'm old <laughs> and they're young. But um, it's always nice to see them and see just, you know, you can, I remember going back when I was graduating, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a little, I'm a little scared. I'm excited and scared and, yeah. and all the emotions, you know, and I, you can see it on their face. Um, but, you know. The families are super excited for them. The ceremony is very nice. It'll be at Reinhardt. Uh, music um, auditorium at IPFW, or actually, it's not IPFW, it's oh, PFW. PFW. Sorry, yeah, well, IPFW. We all knew what you meant. <laughs> we all knew what you meant. Yeah, I think that's cool too. I mean, twenty-two sounds like a lot to me. Is that a lot? 
It's not a lot. It's not. Uh, okay. My graduating class was 33. Okay. Um, but it's what we normally have anywhere between 15 to 20, low 20s. Okay. I That's would consider that a good number. Um, I, we had um, when we see, when we sat our class, it was a class of twenty five, so we lost a few in the process. But so we sat twenty five in our initial academy, and you look at places like Indianapolis when they sat their academy, they sat thirty. So we're only five off from a pool of over a million people yeah. to our pool of just. You know, a couple hundred thousand. See, I think that's pretty good. And that's I, really I guess, good. I guess the reason to me, I was thinking, oh, it's like, wow, 22, that seems like a lot. I just feel like sometimes with everything going on with law enforcement these days, the rhetoric that a lot of people are hearing and seeing, to me, I, I would just assume a lot of people don't want to be a police officer these days. Uh, recruitment would, I would assume, be down because of all of that. So to me, I'm pleasantly surprised and so welcome to hear that number of 22. Yeah, because, you know, we have people retiring out, aging yeah, out. that too. Yeah, And we have to backfill those spots. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage people you know everyone's wants to poo poo policing and all this kind of stuff and like oh we're not needed or no you guys are this or that but who's going to protect this community yeah who's going to um help people who's going your child to... goes missing who are you going to call yeah i mm-hmm. you know the the same people you want to get rid of are the same people fighting human trafficking or taking kids out of abusive homes and and making sure that people are punished or not we don't make sure they're punished but we're making sure they hold are held up um to a trial for what they've done. And and I don't understand uh, how people can denigrate a whole profession for what a few people do. Yeah, you and me We don't do that anywhere else. Yep. Um, Well, maybe in the clergy, (laughs) but you know, those are the only two, you know, and I, we don't hold people accountable for, you know, who they are for- For their actions. Well, I always equate it to this, you know, it's, you know, we. We want to, when there's one bad officer, we're all bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't say because one black person or one Asian person or one black person did something that the whole group is bad. Right. It's the same thing. The same and thing. I don't understand how people can be Just because so... one blonde is dumb doesn't mean all of them are right. dumb, right? You know? um, so it's, so I don't, I, I can't ever kind of reconcile. Yeah, I have a hard time wrapping people. my brain around that too. I, yeah. I, I mean, hence, hence this show, Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually love this particular episode because we did get to talk about all of the good that the Fort Wayne Police Department is doing, all of the good in our community, the community relations that's happening with our Fort Wayne Police Department, because that too sometimes gets lost in the noise, unfortunately. Yeah. All of the good that is actually happening. If you want to stay updated on all of these programs and the good that is happening within the Fort Wayne Police Department, I would really encourage folks to follow. And if you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics, this is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.